0: Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. Yo, that's your streamer name, dude. I've been rebranded. fantastic. I owe you bits. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe for some cheer. For sure. By the way, this is episode 66. It is June 29th. We're coming at you. Our afterglow from E3 has subsided. Mm -hmm. We've, We've walked... Away from it, from the extravaganza, and we didn't do an episode last week because nothing happened. Everyone went to sleep in the gaming industry. Like
1: literally, everybody was like, "Wow, E3 is exhausting," but yet nothing really happened. Let's just kind of chill out for a bit. Yeah, took a saccharine size nap. Yeah, after and the even, fact. Yeah, even last week it was kind of like lighter on on some aspects. Kind of lighter industry. Just like a lot but of, some big things around it.
0: Yeah, big things, yeah. and, and then, you know, a lot of Phil Harrison saying stuff mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, about Stadia. It's like, what happens to those games and you lose? license and he goes we just take everything from you
1: <laughs>
0: your life is our license <laughs> you're uh, <laughs> you're ours <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Daniel, should I get into this housekeeping Let's up here? Let's do it. I got some housekeeping Ooh. for you. If you weren't aware or didn't care, The Save Room is a gaming podcast named after an archaic way of saving your game before autosaves became a thing. You can find us on SoundCloud.com/slash The Save Room Show, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and on RR. Wait, RR? No. RR. Uh, RSS feeds everywhere. We make no money on the show, but we're starved for attention, so please like, share, or do whatever it is your platform of choice mandates. Feed our egos. Feed the corporate Whoa, what? <laughs> uh, the people can also
1: find us where? On YouTube? I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. how to, like, say that. Yeah, just search the save room on YouTube. Just, You'll find some of Kevin's handy-dandy yeah. videos that he, he's put up there. I put a few videos. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to work
0: on one this weekend. I'm going to work on a Judgment one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I got a lot of footage. It's a lot of footage of me just running, running around. Hanging out on the Kamarucho in Japan. Japan. Dist- Yeah, in Kamarucho. Okay. You know, just, just exuding that Kamarucho style. Sick, You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll talk about that game a little bit later okay. in the episode. Cool, cool. But... Uh, I'll give you a hint. I love the fuck out of it. I, I knew you would. It's really good. Yeah? Real, real good. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they can find us streaming, rather, Yeah. as well.
1: They can find us in that stream. Oh my god, where can they find you, Daniel? Uh, twitch.tv. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel.
0: <laughs> they can find me over at
1: twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. What have you been doing lately? It's a good question. Hold on. Let me look back on my week of I, gaming.
0: I thought I heard somebody did a Sekiro speedrun and almost <laughs> lost their mind on stream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I hadn't played Sekiro in probably like two months, and nearing the end of my like New Game Plus streams back in April or whenever it was, I was like, oh, I want to do one more. I want to do one speed run, and then I'll take it off my hard drive, because I needed to make room for, for days gone. That's what my goal was.
0: Which needs a lot of room. That's it's a weighty game. Odd, it's like, like 86
1: gigabytes. All right. Yeah, yeah that's it's more ridiculous. than I thought. But I was like, all right, cool. I'll speed run it. I actually had no... Um, idea what a Sekiro speed run looked like. I had no idea the time frame, so I looked up a few like before I started, and I was looking at like twenty-two minute speed runs. That's bullshit. And I was like, that's not happening. That's not true. So I set a personal goal for myself of like, okay, I'll do it in three hours. Three hours okay. seemed reasonable. It took me four hours and eighteen minutes. Okay,
0: still, I remember when a singular boss fight took me 4 hours and 18 yes. minutes, so yeah. that's rather impressive yeah. that you fucking plunged through that game, got got through all of it.
1: It took some time. I only first died on the Genichiro fight, so probably like... It would be that one. 30 minutes in, yeah. I used my first resurrection, so... It was fun. It was cool to just, like, jump back in the game. I got stuck on stupid parts... Like when you have to chase the folding screen monkeys, but there's like invisible barriers. I don't like that part. And triggers. No, I hate it. I hate it. I
0: don't like that part at yeah. all. It
1: made me kind of mad, but it, it was cool. I got to hang out with Vargi and Chelsea while doing that. And uh, oh, I, shout I out. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I finally took it off my hard drive. So
0: you, you got
1: rid of it. I got rid of it.
0: You um, got that platinum and just set sail. That that whole data. Inevitably,
1: the data. they yeah. will release DLC or an update, and I'll put it back on my console. Who I hope. Yeah, I hope so
0: too. Yeah, that'd be cool. They've I, done that for the previous games.
1: I think there's likely to be one for uh Lady Tomo, who teaches you like the way of the lightning throughout those scrolls. I feel like there's a story oh, yeah. beat with her that needs to happen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much are you willing to pay for that? Uh, twenty bucks. Hundred dollars. Thirty bucks. Hundred eight. Hundred bucks. This isn't fucking Dead or Alive sixty. <laughs> <DLC. laughs> i'm not gonna uh, adorn my wolf in in skins (laughs) a
0: thousand fucking skins
1: so i did that on tuesday and then thursday i streamed tetris effect
0: tetris effect getting back in the tetris effect yeah tell me there's a new level to that thing
1: yeah they added a 1989 classic mode it's got like inspiration from like the old school like russian design in terms of like the music and the background. it's kind
0: like, of kind of like the old arcade unit yeah. over there at eight bit. Yeah, bars that lot. we go to. Yeah, the, t- yeah. the
1: twelve dollars pizzas and the four dollars beers. And they make it in
0: front of you because it's just a
1: fucking oven. It's just it's like, like a, a like a uh, CC's pizza, like it's so small. So. Yeah, I can't.
0: I, can, yeah. I don't know what I expected because I was thinking in my head like, oh wow, they serve food, but they don't. It doesn't seem like they have a kitchen. Oh well, let's see what's up. And then they just fucking make it in front of you at yeah. the bar. And you go, oh.
1: I was so stoked for it. And then, like, it comes out on, like, a double, like, paper plate setup, Like, one paper plate on top, one on the bottom to kind of keep the convection going. It was such a crispy piece, yeah. piece of pizza. Yeah. Like, way too uncomfortably crisp. I didn't like it. I didn't love it either. No. But I did love that, that level in Tetris Effect. It was oh, pretty sick. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they do the thing where, like, it, it's a um, 150, mm. uh, I guess, line level. The first 50 lines, it has, like, the old, like, 8-bit style. And then it like remixes it. halfway through. Or... A third of the way through and i was like oh this is pretty dope pretty dope because i was always like oh i wonder if they're gonna add new like songs or levels here and there and yeah. it's cool to see them kind of slowly do it if at all
0: i want like justice in the game mm. that would be good be i got really cool
1: daniel yes i've
0: streamed i've been streaming all over the all place yeah we streamed monster hunter world on monday that is true and where, where can they find you they can find me at twitch.tv slash TheRedHerb. Where all the Herbies hang out. All the Herbies, yeah. man. They, they jump in the chat. Now, Chelsea's been storming in and bringing in all of her cool San Francisco friends. Oh, it was great. Yeah, so there's there, there's a couple people
1: watching me play. What was
0: I playing Monday?
1: Monster Hunter World. It was World. Monster Hunter World. Yeah, okay. Because I, I streamed with you for like 30 minutes.
0: Okay. So. I, admittedly, I got a little <laughs> too toasty on that stream. I, I, I said some things, which is to say mm-hmm. I said things without a filter which
1: <laughs> for is most of the night. usually how you operate.
0: Yeah. Well, it was. It felt like it was a little more. It felt like it was a little more that mm-hmm. night. But apparently, people were really jiving on it. Well, so that thank night, you
1: for riding with me. On we that. prefer. Wow, that night we performed the hug heard around the world. Oh, that's true. Your audience like demanded, demanded that we hug. It was demanded. Some, from the some guy from GameStop. GameStop. Game, no, <laughs> you know, GameSpot. Spot. Sorry,
0: GameSpot. Yeah. The, the video guy from uh, Game. Yeah. He was like, I want you guys yeah, to yeah. hug.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, well, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we did it for And him. we made it happen, okay?
0: Because yeah. that's just who we are. We're positive people mm-hmm. and positive streamers.
1: I'm positive I had a good time on that stream. That was great. Okay, well, yeah. I
0: mean, there's like an underlining implication there. You mm-hmm. don't think you're a positive person, Daniel? Not typically, no.
1: What? Uh, to quote Paramore for an optimist, I'm pretty pessimistic. No, get out of here,
0: dude. You're a shining beacon of light, man. Sure. Like a fucking angel erupting out of third impact. <laughs> We've been right watching a lot of that Avon Galen. A lot. I, I finished it today, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm two episodes away.
1: Yeah. I'm almost there. We're going to get to our Avon Galen to... podcast. The nerve of it all.
0: The, no, it's
1: the nerve of it all. <laughs> <laughs> nerve. <laughs> nerve. Uh, <laughs> what else have you been streaming?
0: What if, uh, I did a little bit of Judgment. Actually, the first time I ever played Judgment was on stream, mm-hmm. and it was very neat, very cool um are we doing that thing where we're talking about the games we're playing at the end of the episode we'll talk about we're it let's it? talk about the end. okay i won't get get into cool cool into we'll save TV. that there but it was neat that was fun can we that talk about stuff?
1: no the one second uh something we did stream together which is kind of like a social experiment for us overwatch oh yeah we did that last night Oh, what do you mean? Uh, oh, oh, fucking... Final Fantasy we, fifteen Comrades.
0: We haven't done an episode since <laughs> no, we this haven't. happened. We haven't talked oh about this. Oh my god, <laughs> let's talk about this thought experiment. So Daniel Daniel <laughs> dared me to get the fucking season pass, and I was like, oh, I'll fucking get it. Was it. Like, it, like, what, it was like, what, seven bucks? It was like seven bucks yeah. on whatever flash sale they had going on. E3 like, coming right at you sale. Or, mm. And then, uh, so it comes with episode, help me out here, Pronto, Gladiolus, Gladiolus and Ignis. yeah, Ignis. And then
1: Arden, I think, is the last one they added uh what is it part of the
0: season pass yeah i really i thought it was standalone i thought it was standalone, I th- I it was standalone. Mm. yeah i don't know i'm not gonna get it but yeah <laughs> that it also it came with final fantasy 15 <laughs> comrades which is essentially monster hunter when we yeah, basically it. yeah except in the final fantasy world it was so the cool thing it actually takes place in that 10 year gap that i was like why the fuck is there no mm-hmm. gameplay they give you like a in, narrative
1: beat for it too which is interesting. right
0: Noctis goes to sleep and then he wakes up and it's like, Oh, you guys have just been in hell for ten years, eternal night? And they're like, Yeah, there's monsters everywhere.
1: Yeah, fucking you're actually killing us. You're part of like a new wave of like the yeah. King's yeah yeah yeah. just
0: kind of interesting right uh what's his name aaron paul was uh, a part of that (laughs) (laughs) covetous group (laughs) i remember that it
1: was a good time yeah you have like a central hub in uh lestalem which is like that industrial type city with like the reactors and shit think what's the place from final fantasy 7 Think Midgar. Mid, wait, is it Midgar? Yeah, Yeah, think Midgar, Midgar, but modern. And yeah, you basically just go on like beast hunts. You just go on
0: beast hunts. That's the whole thing. It's just the grind of beast hunts. Mm -hmm. And it would have been kind of cool, but their matchmaking
1: is uh, bogus bullshit it's it's worse than monster hunter worlds matchmaking
0: fucking worse than monster hunter worlds matchmaking you got to do this pin code system and it's like i don't know
1: it's like fishing fishing for a match with like <laughs> kind of like bloodborne with like mm-hmm. the the chalice dungeons or just in general where you have to like yep. set a password and then maybe if your are your partner's on the same server yeah just an
0: instance <laughs> in the same server like it seems like such a hacky way to do it mm-hmm. where it's like no 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 no. like just have a fucking button and whatever whatever i i I knew going in that there would be something, something that like kind of, <laughs> kind of just kicked me out of the experience. Cause I'm thinking, why don't people talk about Final Fantasy 15 comics? And I
1: fucking found out. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun. We created characters, both female characters, uh, girlfriends for the boys.
0: Uh, Sarah, which uh-huh. is spelled S-E-R-R-A-H.
1: And I told you there was already a Sarah in the Final Fantasy universe. Completely incidental. Yeah.
0: I did not play any of the 13 games mm. after the first one. And I only played... Well, she, she was in... Like the first one. Three fucking hours of the first game. She
1: was the one who was stuck in a crystal the entire time and uh Troy Baker's character, Snow, was fighting his entire way to get back to her. okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well Sarah Say for the Troy Baker bit, sounds like my Sarah's a little bit better. I'm not, not I'm I'm, I'm bit, not comparing. You know? I'm not comparing. She's kind of a Spartan. She's she's yeah. kind of a Spartan. Yeah. Very you know I would say mobility-based clothing that you give me shit about for some reason.
1: Yeah, I kept going up to you. I was like, do you want a coat or something? You look very
0: cold. No, no, she's it's, fine. Yeah. She's she's moving. That's how she generates heat.
1: My character V is a fashionista.
0: Um, <laughs> Yeah, looks like um one of Marilyn Manson's uh, ex-girlfriends.
1: <laughs> I if remember. Rose McGowan was like a Final Fantasy character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was pretty
0: strange. Yeah. I was like, oh, going hard on the
1: goth action. That's fine. So, do you think we'll go back to it? No, yeah, I don't know. Like it just it had a a kind of shallow loop, and like all you're doing is like doing hunts to power the city, to do hunts to power the city. And I'm like, all right, like the gameplay is still fun, and it was fun feel, being yeah. back in that world. It's still like really beautiful and like no, cool it to looks. Be
0: in. I I've never played that game on the pro, and it looks pretty fucking good in the pro. Mm. And you can do that thing where you can optimize like frame rate over uh, fidelity or resolution nice. versus graphics. And I always went for frame rate, because yeah. I like it smooth as butter, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Mm, I don't have a lot of desire to go back to okay. it. Maybe, maybe I have to come to terms with the fact that Final Fantasy 15 was a time and place sort of thing for me, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it once upon a time ago, and I always harbor that love. Sure, but I don't know if uh, if that ki- if that kind of love is a place I can
1: revisit mm-hmm.
0: all the time down the road. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll feel differently when I'm in my deathbed and
1: I go, "Bring me the boys. <laughs> What's your final meal, comrades?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right any other yep. things we got to do in housekeeping here or i don't
0: this was housekeeping <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just like a full-blown fucking like
1: oh, i'm just hanging
0: out with daniel just yeah. oh the mics are hot <laughs> oh shit it's been a while since
1: we've done this guy sorry it's true it's true yeah. it's
0: true uh we do have some big gamer news oh. if you want to get into that and it's um some of it is openly political <laughs>
1: Is this going to be our most political episode? It's going to be our
0: most political episode to date. Fuck yeah. To date. Wasn't like the Democratic debate this week? Uh, yes, it was, okay, actually. Cool, so it fits. Yeah. Beto spoke Spanish, and everyone just fucking <laughs> was like, oh, neat. <laughs> and apparently, th- th- there's a woman that's running who wants to use moonbeams in order to, like heal america instead of vaccination shots that's williamson's right will williamson i have
1: no idea what you're talking about i
0: have not heard of her until like all these sailor moon gifts <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moonbeam were, were being 2020. used to
0: describe her policies <laughs> holy shit it's been a wild week yeah. okay so you know excuse me if politics bleed in the game it's interesting seeing the shift like because my timeline <laughs> yeah. is
1: usually pop culture stuff people bitching about game of thrones when yeah. that was hot e3 and now it's just like all politics it's all politics yeah. now
0: yeah plus you
1: know eat is kind of whatever no. <laughs> okay. i'm still writing that kind of blase hmm.
0: but i do have something that that came from last week when we decided to take a little weekend break mm-hmm. i actually ate too many chicken fingers and got
1: real tired that what day what happened
0: last week i ate a lot of chicken fingers and we were day drinking
1: no there was actually no news last week you're like do you want to do an episode and i was just like there's nothing to talk about nothing i yeah (laughs) i was like i'm gonna
0: make an executive decision we're not gonna do this episode because i i could only talk about tifa's boobs and that's all we have Mm -hmm. well congratulations for everybody out there tifa gate is back Hell yeah. (laughs) So, number one on here is no. Square didn't actually reduce Tifa's breast size. You know, I can't even really believe we're fucking talking about this. Okay. A small but vocal contingent on the internet decided to rally around a fictional character's fictional breast last week. Or two weeks ago. (laughs) Directing their impotent rage against Final Fantasy VII Remake. The titty tizzy was caused by comments made by director Tetsuo Nomura to Weekly Famitsu. Said comments were leaked and badly translated ahead of their magazine's publication. And thus Tifa Gate was born. (sighs) Yes, from these badly translated comments, it was inferred that Square Enix has an internal ethics committee that actively reduced Tifa Lockhart's breast size for the upcoming remake. YouTuber Gajin Hunter, a game producer in Japan, took another stab at translating Nomura's comments and found that the director actually meant that the development team incorporated, quote, simple upper body clothing, end quote. Mm. Otherwise known, as a sports bra.
1: You got to keep the puppies situated. Really though, yeah. you can't. Come on,
0: especially if you're going for a run. Anyway, I know I need it. There was no mention of reducing, shrinking, or making her breasts smaller. Square Enix, however, does have an ethics department whose focus is on meeting global standards for age-appropriate content. Namura also confirmed the Femiz- Femitsu that the infamous honeybee sequence will return, but will be modernized because the, quote, physical unease would be staggering, end
1: quote. I do like the follow-up on that. Yeah, I would like to spend more time talking about that. We were wondering about that one. We're like, how the fuck are you going to do this part? Yeah, because it definitely for a game that came out in 1997, it was definitely contextualized in a way that maybe worked back then, but now would not be like politically correct or right by any modern standards. Or yeah.
0: Causing of staggering unease yeah. because of the high fidelity of the PlayStation 4. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. Gamers have some big opinions about small things that don't matter, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say. And I don't want to come at the gamers so hard. I, I, I'm here for you. I mm-hmm. want to talk through this. Guys, I'm just going to point out that this is probably not a hill to die on when not it comes to the booby hill. Mm-hmm. Is is not something that I feel like you should really spend any amount of rage or or even bother about.
1: I feel like that happens a lot with like these coveted Japanese games or like those sort of like scantily clad games from, from out East that like people are willing to die on that hill where it's like, yes, underdress them, make them sexy. Don't censor them, no. Well,
0: what's happening here is not censorship mm-hmm. whatsoever. But, they, but they're crying out like it is. Yes, yes. is the that, problem. That, yeah, it is. It's kind of a problem. It's just like, dudes, come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Especially and it's like, we're, we're really, really protective of women's bodies in video games. But mm-hmm. in real life, we're just like, get the chicks away from the games entirely. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm noticing a lot of dudes out there have... A lot of dudes out there have opinions about how women's bodies should be portrayed. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Uh, Maybe you should just, you know, ref- refrain from no. send tweet from now on.
1: For the record, her yep. character design looks great. And it does. she still has, like, huge breasts. Like, you can't deny that they are still large, even through her sports bra. That so, is like, true. What
0: what what's the problem here? I don't know. People are picking apart, especially people are picking apart Aerith's design mm. as well. I forget why. Because she has realistic hair or something like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't even pay attention. It's like, come on, guys. You're going to buy this fucking game anyway. Yeah. I'm going to buy this fucking game. You're going to buy this fucking game. I'm going to buy all five
1: copies of it that come out over the next 20 years.
0: And you know what's not going to impede my fun? Sports bras. Unless one mysteriously strangles me as I play
1: the game. I want to know that my characters are out there kicking ass, and they're doing it comfortably. It's true. Much like the women in my life, you know? It's true. Yeah.
0: Hey, to that point, so like, you know how like characters like Black Widow and stuff have like full like leather shits? Is leather like really flexible? like that to be like in a fight i feel like it's a little stiff i feel like it's yeah. stiff all the leather i've encountered in my life has been pretty <laughs> like super fucking stiff, yeah. St- yeah like super stiff yeah. where it's like oh it's binding <laughs> yeah so how are you it doing it creaks cart-wheels? with every
1: every move right yeah no man
0: i i want somebody to be out there like you know those uh the leggings where it's mm-hmm. just like that seems to be the most comfortable
1: thing to wear yeah, like the, the the spandex right leggings?
0: so like you know basically our next action hero should look like the we fit trainer yeah. <laughs> wearing just comfortable leggings and a tank top and it's like, hey what's up guys i'm here to fucking kill you
1: i'm cool with that it's gonna be great what's the one character yeah. from um metal gear solid 5 the one who breathes through her naked skin? what wait no is, her name's not naked it's quiet <laughs> there <laughs> <She> is a <laughs> character named naked naked snake
0: <laughs> sorry sorry uh she is naked yeah her name is quiet mm-hmm. yeah she has to <laughs> i remember debo kojima it was just like once you figure out the reason she dresses the way she does you're gonna feel bad about yourselves and it was like the reason was like oh she could only breathe through her skin you made her that way you <laughs> son of a bitch what do you make feel bad about <laughs> you did this
1: yeah so yeah this news bit that blew up last week i don't know there were a lot of like think pieces that started exploding Gamespot did one where that's like we need to talk about bra sizes and man
0: it's pretty useful information yeah and they, the people were just like what the fuck they were oh, dogpiling oh. on it everything's dogpiling yeah
1: and of course it was. like it was just about how bra sizes work and i'm like okay that's interesting i didn't know the difference between band size and cup size and what determines what you know i really don't know anything about bras too much yeah. besides the fact that underwires
0: are very uncomfortable i barely know how to take them off right well, what's what's a good bra company it's not me undies or do they do bras they do they, yeah, they do undies me undies we need some fucking that good <laughs> that, that good underoo money son <laughs> no, no 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 it's something in me uh third friend third, third friend third, third love third love there we go third friend <laughs> threesome <laughs> we're off to a great start here we are off to a terrible start yeah. i got a number two on here sure. for you however is it any better no oh. pokemon sword and shield won't have a full Pokédex. And you're going to have to live with that. Mm. But it's, come on. Ride with me here. I'll live. All right? During this year's E3, developer Game Freak revealed that Pokemon Sword and Shield would not feature all 800-plus Pokemon from previous games, and players would not be able to import Pokemon caught outside of the game's Galar region. This has, of course, the Pokemon community more heated than Charizard's butthole. <laughs> Sword and Shield's producer, Junichi Masuda, a- I know, thank you, addressed the backlash in an interview with Famitsu. An early translation had the producer saying, quote, we're so very tired, and this game is supposed to launch in november you whiny brats can all pokemon go to hell end quote actually sorry that was a bad translation Mm -hmm. that was one of the earlier ones people need to wait for the actual magazine to release for sure you know what i'm saying the actual translation was cheerier the producer spoke to the challenge of rendering so many different pokemon to meet the nintendo Switch's graphical standards let alone balancing each in battle The producer said Game Freak made the difficult choice to go with quality over quantity. Still, the producer appreciates fans caring so deeply for the franchise and said, quote... Just like all of you, we're passionate about Pokemon, and each and every one of them is very important to us. After so many years of developing the Pokemon video games, this was a very difficult decision for me. We're talking about Pokemon. I'd like to make one thing clear. Even if a Pokemon is not available in Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, coming out in November, that does not mean it will not appear in future games.
1: End quote. Kevin Give me your take. That speaks for basically both of us. Get over it, dude. (laughs) Like get the fuck over it.
0: What? Uh, Go play one of the earlier ones if Mm -hmm. you really miss this Pokemon. I think
1: Pokemon fans have this inundation of like being able to transfer their Pokedex from one game to another. They were able Mm -hmm. to do across the Game Boy era. 3DS. Um, it just—it's not feasible to do it in a console era where like th- this is the first real console Pokemon game.
0: I think it's a little different. Like we were talking about this earlier, it's a little <laughs> different. Like if you're talking about a fighting game with mm-hmm. like 35 characters or, or what have you, it's 800 it's a lot. fucking it's a characters lot to animate and have fight animations for and mm-hmm. mechanics and then balance. Oh my god! So at that point, I. I would make the same choice as a development lead. I would say, I'm going to prioritize what we can actually make rather than have people, A, crunch, or B, delay this fucking game Mm -hmm. in order to make it like this everything totally inclusive of every Pokemon title.
1: Like, no. Masuto is not Sakurai. He's not going to, like, bend himself over backwards to make that happen. Oh man, is that is that the ramifications of giving the gamers what
0: they actually want? Or yeah, what running they yourself ragged, what they want? Yeah. <laughs> it's upsetting. This, this is one of the things. Again, I'm here for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. I get it. It kind of sucks if you're really invested in mm-hmm. the series, and I I think somebody who's um. Somebody was making the argument that I think Iwata at one point said that he envisions that Pokemon would be able to be passed down to, like, generations. Mm -hmm. Like, you could give it to your kids and be like, here's my collection and stuff. And, you know, stuff like Pokemon Home kind of encourages that idea. So Mm -hmm. they hear this, I get that. There's disappointment there. But it's, like, one of those things where I'm not too fucked up about it. Because I understand the fucking human cost involved to make Mm -hmm. all of that happen. And then, like, what's the point? Especially if they know there's going to be more Pokemon games. How about, you know, you give the new ones a chance, you know? And rather than depending on the oldest ones out there to Mm -hmm.
1: be back. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Where we've had 20 years of that same generational sharing of, like, oh, you can share it across these systems. You could share it across now. Even um, Pokemon Go you can share um, across different Mm -hmm. iterations of, I think some of the the handheld games you can take in your Pokemon from.
0: Yeah, I think so. Which they-
1: is uh, like, so that's, that's big, but like for the first console iteration, let it be its own thing. Like let them yeah. kind of have their vision with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a more like reeled in like roster of Pokemon and getting to know them and, you know, moving forward on that foot. I'm sure down the line, yeah, the roster will expand. We'll get like, you know, a hundred more as they come, but I don't know. It's just kind of different when you're transitioning into the console world. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I guess I would say on Nintendo's part, like,
0: maybe there's there's some merit to keeping that continuity, like, making sure the older titles are available on their newest systems mm-hmm. if people are, like, you know, kind of bent out of shape. Because it is true, where it's like, ah, i got to bu- bust out my 3DS right now to enjoy all of them. Like, I get that. I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting into the mind of a pokey fanatic. <laughs> Here's
1: the thing, like, they still have their Game Boy Colors and their 3DSs and their yeah, DSs. Course, like, yeah. The hardcore fans are still out there with their little connection cables and trading at Starbucks and doing their thing, like... You're right. I should not have acquiesced. No.
0: It is one of those situations where it, this all or nothing mentality shouldn't be rewarded. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They said this is what it is. They made plenty of new Pokemon. They put a lot of love into this fucking game, and it's the first time that we're getting a console Pokemon. I'm going
1: to give them some leeway on this, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him some leeway. Yeah, And I mean, realistically, we use the same 12 fucking Pokemon every time. Oh, for sure. Like, dude, I'm not going to use them have all. always
0: Pikachu in <laughs> my not. fucking collection, dude. Is that a Charizard? Hell yeah. Let me get him in there. It's starting to look like the fucking Pokemon anime. It looks like uh <laughs> Kanto League or whatever, you know? I'm sorry. That's how it goes.
1: Maybe it just fucks up like the, you know how we have like a completionist attitude about like our open world games and yeah. like, it's probably just fucks up the Pokemon completionist in them, you know? i could see that who wants to have the maxed out pokedex
0: but at the same time we were always going to get here man mm-hmm. it just like in the you know back in the day we were able to play as pretty much most of the games coming out because there weren't that many games coming out cut to 2019 there's a fucking game coming out on almost every day there's now. too many yeah. you can't possibly play all of them and so there's to this other extent it's like maybe we should kind of just <sighs> what am i trying to say here just jive with the idea that you can't experience everything and you can't have everything all at once you have those experiences at one point already we're moving forward. This is a new thing. Enjoy it as it is, That's the problem than worrying about what it was.
1: Nostalgia. Yeah. Like that's the problem with nostalgia. I'm starting
0: to see it. <laughs> and I, I, I'm a big nostalgia kick sort of guy, mm-hmm. man. You, you, you slap that Jurassic Park logo on something or Waylon yutani and I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, you, you lose know, your like mind. I get it, man. I like these franchises, and I like seeing the continuity of it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, as we move forward, we have to adjust to change. This is a change. Yeah. This is a new policy for them fucking you know how it
1: goes i'm excited to see where sword and shield goes um i don't know how long haul i'm in it for because i you know you
0: play it every day of my life
1: I'll, like i'll try and commit to it and have it be the first pokemon game like that that i finish but you know be very best that ever was ever sick i'm excited <laughs> for the raids and the fucking dynamax pokemon. Yo, are we gonna do a raid together hell yeah man why not it's gonna be cool it's gonna be pretty That's cool It's gonna be real cool hopefully i us into it what <laughs> i'm into it i was okay. drinking tea i'm sorry <laughs> i'm into it um sidebar they did this thing last week or the week before it was this fucking pokemon random generator thing where you can like you put in like one pokemon and then the second one and it mashes them together oh that's
0: right i've yeah. been seeing i have not so like done it you can put a, a
1: machop in with a cubone it becomes like Mabone right (laughs) it takes like one part of the pokemon and adds it to the other it's weird but it it offended me on a level because i thought about it i was like i had this idea when i was in sixth grade oh yeah i had this like little illustrated like pokedex book that had like all the pokemon from one to 151 laid out and i would draw from it and i would actually commission people i'm like yeah what are like two or three of your favorite pokemon what and i would combine like aspects like i'd put the Moltres wings on a on a gengar with a fucking abracadabra spoon like a
0: mad scientist
1: yeah what
0: oh I was like man this
1: alchemist <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should never let that go daniel no. imagine where you be right now imagine where you be right now if you were able to combine pokemon
1: i feel irate i should sue this company you should probably yeah. sue i made probably five dollars off that entire endeavor did you really yeah i made some money off That's of it pretty good yeah a few of them i gave out for free i was just bored but then a few of them were like i'll give you a dollar for that drawing goodness gracious can you put all the legendaries together in one
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you have any photographic evidence of
1: any of this like please i don't i don't have any of it now can you just do it now i could i could start i could start (laughs) up my fucking company again canto creations hell yeah dude yeah yeah
0: i encourage this i want this creativity it's good daniel we're going to get into what the one thing that gamers love the most politics and tariffs. But these politics splash all over the gamers. It affects you as a customer. So let's talk about it. Get in the splash zone let's gamers. Get in the splash zone. Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo unite against Trump's tariffs. That's a big headline for... They just sent a letter. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. On a normal day, the big three console manufacturers are perfectly happy abstaining from the political conversation in the U.S. But Trump's administration has stirred the trio with the one threat that would unify any business. He's threatened the fuck with their money. As Forbes Dave Thier writes, quote, video game consoles and tabletop games are included on a not-yet-finalized list of goods from China that would be subject to propose 25% import tax. The vast majority of consoles are manufactured in China and would thus be subject to tariffs, end quote. So Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo have issued a joint letter warning Trump's administration that such tariffs will have disastrous ramifications for the video game industry. The letter states that nearly tw- uh, 220 thousand industry jobs will be affected and that 99.7% of video game companies qualify as small businesses, most of which develop for PC, mobile, and the console's big three manufacturers. Or, what they manufacture. Mm. The letter also states that in 2018, 96% of the consoles were imported from China. And quote, Tariffs would significantly disrupt our company's businesses and add significant costs that would depress sales of video game consoles and the games and services that drive the profitability of this market segment end quote big ripple effect uh the, these tariffs yeah they're basically taxes on, on yeah, exported imported yeah. goods I, I had to google that before just to know i was like i, I understand the concept of tariffs
1: it took me back to but like, i couldn't
0: explain it if you put my back against the wall
1: it took me back to 11th grade uh ap us history where i'm like oh yeah how do tariffs work?
0: oh for sure for <laughs> sure i was just like it's coming back to me mr duarte <laughs> would be so proud <laughs> the letter seems to appeal to both the American and businessman in Trump, if he has either of those in him. Big quote time, quote, Video games are a core part of the fabric of American entertainment culture. Holy shit, that's a declaration. Mm-hmm. Two out of three households have at least one video game player, and 60% of Americans play video games daily. I can attest to that. A price increase of 25% will likely put a new video game console out of reach for many American fans families who we expect to be in market for a console this holiday season for those purchases that do go forward despite tariffs consumers would pay 840 million dollars more than they otherwise would have according to a recent study prepared for the consumer technology association by the independent economic group trade partnership end quote
1: nailed all of that you did that was really good (laughs) there's a distinction to be made here though um Yo, he's pulling his high school knowledge out. No, 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 not even about terror. Where where console gaming is, is really, really big and it's been the stable for the longest thing, but we always forget like the immersion of like the mobile gaming market. True. And this will virtually still kind of be unaffected by that mm. by comparison. So it's it's literally just in act on like consoles and manufacturing from China in that capacity. Essentially, yeah. essentially.
0: But uh, rip, the, the idea that it would affect 220,000 jobs is that there would be a ripple effect in developers that maybe they do some mobile, maybe they rely on some console mm. work. It would be a disruption for their actual work in the mm. ecosystem because maybe people are paying less for that. Or And like you're saying, mobile... Maybe it won't be unaffected, but maybe it would be benefited almost because people start running to that because it's like, oh shit, I, I can't afford a console and this is my primary way of game. It would change things drastically, yeah, it would. you know, in like ways that are unexpected. Mm-hmm. A lot of bad, maybe some good, but probably bad, and also things would be more fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. But that was before. I have an update for you because this is breaking news that I read after fucking writing this. It was like literally like I was just like scrolling my phone. I was like, hey, wait a second. (laughs) Fifty four minutes ago. So uh, Trump has agreed to suspend new tariffs and restart negotiations with China. Existing U.S. tariffs will remain in place during these negotiations. However, China recently retaliated the Trump's tariffs with their own tariffs on one hundred and ten billion dollars in American goods primarily agricultural products that's a hard blow beneath the belt to trump supporters in the u.s farm belt who produce said goods and like having an orange in office because of farm you get it Mm because of farm Mm -hmm. it's not a huge surprise trump would backpedal with next year's election looming kudos to cbs news for all of the above information ign didn't seem to have an article about
1: trade talks (laughs) Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. but yeah so looks like that's not going through
1: that, that was a smart counter move on their point, because China does make a lot of money on console productions oh, and fuck yeah. hardware and software like that, so mm-hmm, fuck.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was also noted in one of these articles, I think Forbes said Nintendo had already been predictive and started to move some of their manufacturing outside of China, because mm-hmm. they were just like, fucking... <laughs> yeah. Times are changing, essentially. But yeah. no, th- this is good, because that would have been a hell of a tax. Practically everything that was getting imported from China was going to be hit with a 25% up Tits. that's substantial it's it, yeah it changes market value changes mm-hmm. prices yeah and that's gonna affect you
1: gamers you know so I, I think the thing that um a lot of politicians can't acknowledge they only acknowledge video gaming when it's like there's a tragedy or a negative hot topic issue mm-hmm. that they could push gaming onto oh there was a like a school shooting or uh, some mass violent act happened Blame the video games. We never really consider, like, the impact that gaming and has on the economy and, like, even the entertainment industry as a whole. Like, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. It what, generates so much revenue.
0: What was that exact quote here? It's, it's right up top. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It is video game consoles. Video games are a core part of the fabric of American entertainment culture. Yeah. Of course, they are it's a billion dollar industry and we're talking about in the triple digits of billions. Yeah. Imagine it... It, it, it is a business and market trends and shit like this is mm-hmm. going to have an effect on it regardless of if customers think that it's going to affect them or not and it, it does you know we've seen some shit in the past you know the, the market crashed at one point <laughs> and that effectively changed uh, sales completely like the industry was almost gone you know imagine if it's like if the industry gets something so disruptive and pushes manufacturing that way mm-hmm. imagine it just going into different avenues you yeah, know that was
1: a big thing that happened what in the PS3 era where we had like the recession hit and the market crashed Mm -hmm. and we got stuck on a console generation for 10 years which is kind of like unheard of totally unheard of where people are nintendo
0: yeah people were like (laughs) upset when we were talking about like you know in the five-year mark uh for ps5 and xbox one that oh yeah they're thinking about new consoles and people are like well what are you talking about we've got another fun no you don't yeah. you don't actually it we it's abnormally long
1: uh console generations because
0: of market trends yeah mm-hmm. weird this is the most adult thing that we've brought to this
1: show daniel we have adult topics every once in a while <laughs> in between in our gooey g cum stains and our bauzette <laughs> bonanzas
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey looks like uh well these negotiations negotiations are still ongoing, mm-hmm. and it seems like Trump is not above retaliating through
1: these tariffs for some reason. Because he's petty. He, yeah.
0: he, bitch seems petty, for sure. <laughs> bitch seems petty.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. Like Even him saying something like this in the year 2019, we couldn't see the effects maybe until like 2021 or 2022. Mm-hmm. It takes time for that stuff to go through.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we shall see. Mm. I also wanted a quick aside that you brought up, by mm-hmm. the way, um, that Bernie Sanders is on Twitch. Feel the burn, Twitchies. I did a little research. Yeah. Thank you to Nathan Grayson from oh. Kotaku. He wrote about this. He basically reviewed the the, the two streams that have occurred <laughs> since the channel started, and uh, Bernie's not on it. Oh, actually. really? Or rather, they show clips of Bernie uh regurgitating his policies out there but it's mostly run by his staff three staffers uh one named miller lewis uh another uh gray and Nightheart. they basically parrot a lot of his policies and comments and respond to people in the chat apparently there's some jo- jokes and good times mm-hmm. but it is um the consensus is boring.
1: <laughs> so it's just like a Twitch IRL. It's like chill and chat sort of deal. Yeah,
0: it's a just chatting category. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just chatting.
1: I like this though, because, um, in his platform, he has been like kind of pioneering and championing for like video game labor unions and protecting mm. people in the industry. So it's interesting to see somebody, especially of his age, kind of bring this into the uh, political spotlight in a way it is interesting i mean it's good of him to
0: well it turns out one of his staff staffers i i think came up with the idea of Mm -hmm. reaching out to twitch because there's such a big audience out there and even the article i was reading from nathan uh was talking about how so far a lot of the bigger streamers and such have prided themselves on being pretty apolitical, mm-hmm. you know, like to, to is not rock boats and, and this and that. Just yeah. focus on games and stuff. So Keep politics out of gaming, There's right? kind of like a vacuum of conversation so that's when it when it comes to like, you know, some alt-right fuckers walking in and dropping their means, you know, people are kind of swayed because it's like, well, I don't know anything else yeah. and, you know, they're using my language and it's it's kind of a dangerous thing to not not have like more minds onto the, well, dangerous is a big book, but not having more perspectives brought out into the Twitch audience mm-hmm. especially, you know? So, Interesting. I wonder if we'll see more politicians try to like, you know, make this work for them Mm -hmm. at some point. It sounds totally lame. Now that I talk it like say it with my words, it sounds pretty lame, (laughs) but shit like that happens. Remember when uh, Bill Clinton back in the day showed up on MTV and like played, played saxophone for like the kids.
1: He did that. He definitely did that. Oh, what is her name? Oh God. Sarah Palin. No, Alejandro Ortiz. Oh
0: God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oscasco,
1: Osk- AOC as they call her. I, AOC, I, I forget her name. We're but she wasn't she talking about like a Mario sixty four speed run like earlier in the year or something. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah,
0: she jumped in on um, Bomberman, H Bomberman's mm-hmm. uh, uh, stream for uh, trans rights or, or trans charity. Oh. He was playing Donkey Kong donkey mong a donkey kong 64 oh that's what it was the best donkey kong and uh was trying to get every like banana in the game that's <laughs> awesome it. it was a charity service. listen you can only you reach out
1: them. to people through uh ben and jerry's flavors for so long bernie so you know this is an interesting <laughs> new way to connect with people i'm
0: lactose intolerant bernie <laughs> how am i gonna hear your perspective on shit <laughs> <laughs> awesome. i got a number four on here for you daniel sure. co-founder and former president of blizzard says crunch is not sustainable but blizzard would not exist without it <laughs>
1: Huh, that's a surprise mechanic. (laughs)
0: That's a take, Mike. So this is coming from Mike Morhaime, who stepped down as president and CEO in late 2018. He had a roundtable discussion with Eurogamer about the history of Blizzard and his 28-year career. He also had some comments on Crunch, the practice of working overtime for extended periods of time, sometimes weeks or even months straight, and how Blizzard was built on it. Quote... Blizzard has definitely evolved around crunch. In our early days, we crunch crazy hours to get the games done. I think if you're a small studio, you're living or dying by the success of the next project. It takes a lot of superhuman effort. Or, at least, it did for us. I can't speak for other companies, and I'm sure there are better ways of doing things, but for us, I don't think we would have been as successful if we hadn't put in everything that we had. That, is not sustainable, and we need to find better ways of working. And so, I think you're finding companies are doing a lot better these days. Managing sort of controlled crunches, where people are working really hard but they're not working 24-7 and, quote, controlled crunch. Right. (laughs) They've weaponized crunch. Uh, Blizzard itself is attempting to move away from the need for crunch. In May, World of Warcraft's VP and executive producer John Height told Eurogamer they want to be a no-crunch team. While they're not 100% of that goal... Height maintained, quote, I think that very few parts of the team end up having to work any degree of overtime, end quote. Hmm interesting the old guards like yo we had to do it we had to put our shoulder to the wheelstone and crank out these games and yeah. these experiences for the fans out there and that was the way you did it but there's better ways yeah there's studies out there proving that um, <laughs> crunch doesn't necessarily mean a good uh, Metacritic score and it definitely doesn't mean good things for your employees health mm-hmm. but maybe he's right more money coming into the industry more interest more uh, disciplines Maybe that means, hey, we get some more better work practices coming mm-hmm. in as well. I don't know. But it seems like as long as there's kind of this old guard of, well, the image is cigar chomping executive sitting in a in a fucking desk going, ah, work harder, yeah. god damn it. You know, that maybe, maybe there's still that mentality. Because, like, this dude's saying, like, oh, well, you know, we wouldn't be here without it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a tough thing.
1: You know, like the acknowledgement is like good and all. I don't know that it justifies it. And for sure, you need to move away from those old practices because like we don't want to hear any more exposes or crazy stuff that happened when um, with the whole anthem and Dragon Age four thing where they're talking about like stretch casualties and all this stuff. It's like, right, we don't need those sort of things happening. There's more sustainable models. And I get that it takes time to put stuff out. And I get that a lot of people are just pushing towards, like, certain release dates, because, like, okay, if you don't crunch or you don't meet your game by a certain deadline, then it starts to affect things, like, around their funding, their investors, and the people who put time and resources into these projects. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they just want the game to come out. They're going to get that money right away. But I don't know. Yeah, I think I think once the old guard gets weeded out, we'll see better practices and stuff of that nature
0: yeah (laughs) no i don't think it's an untrue statement i'm sure them you know putting themselves in there but it's like i i remember actually even jason schreier pointed this out he wrote an article about this one guy who came out who wrote this entire article about how, you know, that's just kind of the practice in the industry. If you actually care about it, you're going to put in those hours. It's not mm-hmm. unheard of to put 80 hours a week and shit. And it was just like, "T, you need to get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here with that kind of shit, you know?" At the end of the day, even though it's um, it's an artistic medium and it's a commercial art and people put their love and passion into mm-hmm. it, it's still a job.
1: Yeah. It's just a job. And you are a person. And you need to value your time. So, yeah, we need to excise this shit. Well, even the people who, like, freelance or do, like, uh, creative-type jobs, artists, musicians, writers, I think they still need to, like, self-pace, engage themselves, and be like yes i need to put a lot of time and effort in my craft but also like do it within reason you know Mm -hmm. don't be losing sleep you know don't be turning away from meals or your friends or your family like put time into yourself and your life around what you're passionate about even still
0: right and we need to continue placing value on everyone that contributes to a game Mm -hmm. like i'm hearing uh our schreier the the mothman Mothman of the gaming industry wrote about uh black ops 4 Mm. and uh some devs coming out about the crunch and how contractors were fucking basically like short shifted the entire time. They couldn't even participate in company lunches or like this pizza's is not for you. These slices are not for you, contractor. Uh, one one person who talked to Schreier said that they would repeatedly get invites to company parties at the end that would say, asterisk no contractors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fuck that wow. shit. Everyone who makes a game is valuable and deserves benefits and, you know, not to work their fucking lives away just so you can hit your fiscal year. Agreed.
1: Yeah. Well, I forget what it was around Black Ops 4. Was it that they switched to, like, the multiplayer only model and then they added the blackout mode that like kind of made them all have to go into high gear
0: their whole shit was they were making a like a 2v2 kind of campaign hybrid thing if mm-hmm. i'm hearing that correctly and that just didn't get where they wanted to so they tried to pivot around uh turning into a traditional campaign mm-hmm. and adding all you know more explosions and shit to like make it more call of duty like and that when that fucking failed at the last minute they had to do the to battle royale yeah yeah. Okay. yeah so that was a uh <sighs> that wasn't a fun time for that stuff yeah yeah so maybe that's why we've heard activision is like merging their studios to work on the same project mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. hijacking one developer's work on a campaign to
1: to throw it into a
0: black ops game or yeah. some shit like that yeah yeah it's just rough
1: yeah i would like to see standards change and i would like to see workers be protected and things be better for them moving forward because i don't know it's for an industry you're passionate about you don't want it to be a volatile one you know
0: no no that, that sucks like that's like a, uh, it's like that old trope of people going to Hollywood and seeing like the the seedy underbelly of it, and maybe mm-hmm. that's still there for sure. Like, but it it just feels like it sucks to see that something that brings so much joy to so many people, video games, mm-hmm. on the you know on the back end sucks a dick. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want it to be that way. That's
1: all. I mean, I do respect the companies that kind of uh, champion <clears> against <throat> it, like Nintendo being like, hey, with an uh, animal. Um, animal crossing new horizons are like hey we wanted to put this out sooner but we can't we're not going to crunch our employees we're not going to kill them we're going to just extend the date yeah and i think that's fair fair practice
0: fair practice man fair fucking practice i think Bungie said the same thing right yes Nice. Were you, yeah. Did you just mention Bungie? No, no. Nintendo. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Doug Bowser and co.
0: <laughs> Doug Bowser. Good guy Bowser, yeah. huh? All right. So we're going to round out the news here. Uh, this is actually a very sad bit of news. Um, a lot of people out there, especially in the gaming community, probably already heard of the passing of Etika. Uh, his real name was Desmond Daniel uh, Mofa. He uh, was my age. He was... <laughs> Yeah, he was born in 1990, uh, basically a month after me. So Uh, he was confirmed by NYPD uh, to have drowned near the Brooklyn Bridge, and it looked like it was uh, a Mm self-drowning. And, uh, yeah, there's... I wasn't familiar with his work, but uh, it seems like he had a really deep impact within the gaming community. He was known for his um, Nintendo reactions online mm-hmm. and on YouTube, and he was a very passionate guy. And a lot of people are very sad. Been A lot of outpouring of support and love and tears are being shed right now. Um, just a, a quick thing that I wanted to put here as well is that uh, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is, of course, one 800 273 8255. However, if, uh, you don't want to communicate that way, you can also go online to suicide prevention online. Oh, excuse me. Suicide prevention lifeline.org. they actually have a chat function on the website. Uh, if, uh, you want to communicate that awesome. way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, I, I'm not familiar with his work either. It's always crazy. Like when you don't know of somebody and then you kind of see the ripple effects of whether it's their passing or something tragic happening. And like you see the effects of on the community around you that mm-hmm. they've had. And he seemed like he had an immensely positive effect on the people all across the media, all sorts of people on YouTube, Twitch, uh, even people like Greg Miller and like the, the gaming industry, like heads like that. So.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm also saying there's a lot of conversation occurring to uh, with influencers who, you know, look at Etika and they feel they relate to the feelings of isolation mm-hmm. kind of the, the kind of stuff that he was talking about and it, it's you know everyone's a person you know just because they are an influencer somebody was making a point out there that because they have a following they can still feel alone mm-hmm. they can they may not have a support system behind the scenes and and i think the misconception is that we view a lot of these public figures as oh they're strong they have to have family mm-hmm. and friends and all that and that's not always the case people need help people get hurt and mm-hmm. sometimes it They're not able to reach out themselves, so I, you know, I I implore you to please, you know, check on your friends, check on the people you know, even, you know, look for little signs. Just Mm -hmm. listen, because you never know. You never know when someone's struggling, honestly.
1: it's a tragic thing when it escalates to this point, but, like, if you know somebody, a family member, a friend, a loved one, Mm. reach out to them in little ways, you know? Ask how they are. Offer to hang out if you see that they've been having a rough week. Just stuff like that that can kind of go a long way. And, I don't know, we're kind of small time streamers in that capacity and i can't imagine um having an audience like that and still feeling that level of immense isolation because it's just like i feel like as you get bigger you only feel more alone because you can't like quite relate to people Mm -hmm. like what is this life that i've created i feel like larger than life and i don't know how to like stay grounded in that Mm -hmm. and i can't imagine like the expectations and pressures and all this other stuff that he had put on him as as well i don't know
0: yeah, no, I think yeah. that's a fair point.
1: He was kind of like crying out here and there through like videos that had kind of gotten taken down by YouTube, right?
0: Yeah, definitely definitely <laughs> uh, uh, it was noted he he definitely uh, had some erratic behavior in the last year or so. Mm-hmm. So there there's definitely signs and it's like you know, he <laughs> The thing that you don't like to have a support system when when that kind of stuff happens. Like that mm-hmm. shit sucks. Yeah. And to be just so, so like publicly like in people's eye you know, especially when you're struggling through that kind of stuff and just have to, like, go through people's opinions and stuff. That that must have been hard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so we just wanted to make a brief aside about that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's important thing, we think, to yeah. talk about. Yeah,
1: as, as two people who kind of struggle pretty heavily with, like, mental illness and depression definitely me with like suicidal ideation throughout like my life. Like Mm -hmm. it's a really heavy thing and it's a hard thing to combat, especially when you feel kind of like alone, you could be around people and still be struggling with it. And nobody would know, you know?
0: Yeah. That's (laughs) my kind of thing though. You know, it's like when we talk about these like suicide hotlines and like, here, just reach out if you're feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes more energy than a person has to reach out themselves to seek help themselves. That's why I think I, again, anyone out there that has friends, loved ones that exhibit any of those behaviors, please just be on the lookout Mm -hmm. you don't know when just calling or texting or sitting down with somebody means all the difference Mm -hmm. that's it it's true right you want to move into the last phase of this podcast my friend where we talk about video games it's the only part we talk about video games Phase
1: three of the save room (laughs) initiative
0: or the games we're playing right now oh my gosh buddy how do we tackle this because we have a smorgasbord of stuff we've been playing we do i actually want to just go like at the top of the ladder with you Mm -hmm. i want to go to the top of the ladder because you have just started playing days gone and you've been surprising me oh wow because like you're just starting and i just stopped playing
1: it okay because i got really fucking bored Mm. but you're into
0: it And I want to know why.
1: Yeah, I started playing it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Time recording, it's Saturday, June 29th. So, yeah, I started on Friday. Um, I got, like, two hours into it yesterday, and then I probably played for, like, three or four hours today. And I don't know. I just... For somebody who gets kind of, like... The reason I stayed away from it for so long is because I get open-world fatigue pretty quickly. I think the idea that every game needs to be open world and have, like, checklists in them and innumerable opportunities and evergreen experiences, I think they're kind of boring after a while. I think there's nothing wrong with, like, a lean 20-30 hour, like, narrative game or, like, an indie game that's shorter and more bite-sized. Like, I kind of cling to stuff like that. So I was <laughs> kind of, like... Kind of overwhelmed at the thought of going into it, but I was like, eh, why not? Let me try it out. Put it in yesterday. And I don't know, it kind of like struck me immediately. I was like, there's an interesting story that they're trying to tell here. Um, The open world actually is kind of neat in in its ways. I do kind of see what you're saying about like the first three hours are the same as the next three, as the next 10, as so on and so forth. Which is what
0: eventually bucked me off from the game. Mm Because it's like, every time I sat down with it, I, I was noticing that... I would turn it on, play for fifteen minutes, and then just get buried on my phone. And I'm just like, wait a second. If I'm like easily distracted, the game's not hooking me because mm-hmm. I was doing the same thing. But like, it, you know, you're early days yet. I'm not saying you'll have the same reaction. Yeah, right. I'm only like
1: 739 days gone as it stands. <laughs> so you know, I have way more to go. Oh, oh, got yeah. you, got you, got you. I, got, I, th- I got at least
0: sixteen days on you.
1: <laughs> I think there needs to be an ebb and flow with a game like that because the. The beginning beats are really interesting. You're hanging out with yeah. your dude, uh, what's his name, Boozer. He's got, Booze man? He's got a, a bald head and all tattoos on it. He has mayhem tattooed on his head. Does he really? It's Yeah, it was kind of weird. What a cutie like, pie. He also on, has Boozer. the blood
0: poisoning. Yeah, he's got the
1: blood poisoning. <laughs> but you have these interesting like opening moments with them that kind of serve as a tutorial to the world. Like, hey, these are Freakers. Hey, these are um, Ravagers. I forget what, what they're called. What are they
0: called again? Yeah, Freakers. No, you're right. Yeah, you're
1: right. Uh, Bandits, Rippers, who are like kind of these like poisoned halfway in between freakers and and bandits and isn't there just like um uh what do you call
0: them the 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 car boys from mad max running around (laughs) they're all (laughs) (laughs) furious what no what do they call them mad max fuck uh the something boys the bandit boys the bandit boys no not the the war boys boys. yeah you got yeah there are a bunch of war boys out there (laughs) there's war boys in their fucking camps and whatnot and there's traps everywhere and you gotta like cut wire yeah so they
1: teach you all that stuff like pretty early on like hey these are kind of how you have to get through situations you might get ambushed so look out for things like tripwire or cars that are positioned a certain way or like you know if you see one dude behind a car there's probably five others kind of surrounding him (laughs) so I i think all that stuff kind of is set up really interesting but the way they kind of like then spread the world out in front of you like okay boozer's doing his thing he's got the blood poisoning he sends you off into the world and then like camps start sprouting out where you have to do like bounties for them or like get loyalty and then like these nests start popping up and all this other stuff and you kind of get lost a bit from the narrative itself yeah where it's like the world starts actualizing itself in interesting ways like this is what happened but i feel like i'm so far away from the story i'm just kind of lost and like you know These little Nero camps where you find out what happened um, after the outbreak or, you know, taking out Nest or doing this or that. And it's just like, I wish it was a little more on rails with the story here and there. Yeah. It's kind of where I am.
0: That's kind of where I'm at, too, where I started getting derailed by, like, you know, the checklist tasks.
1: Mm -hmm. And it happened
0: so early on. And it's like, I know you could ignore them, but it's so hard to Mm -hmm. ignore it when it's like something's on the map, (laughs) you know? I have that old habit of that completionist in me
1: when i'm 2000 fucking kilometers or feet away from like my next objective yeah if something pops up as i'm driving on my motorcycle from point a to point b i'm gonna stop and do it because every time you pass something like somebody from the camp like is like hey you need to go do this thing or boozer's like hey there's another nest. oh you smell that nest go take out that nest oh
0: yeah i smell that nest. oh yeah gotta be a nest but oh, <laughs> Every fucking time. <laughs> I'm, I, I can't stand Sam Witwer in this game. I like Sam Witwer. I do. Starkiller, my boy. He also died in the mist. I think a crab monster took him. Uh, he he's not crushing it in this game for me. no
1: for as great as like some of the performances are like there's some really really great performances like uh there's an exchange between him and this character tucker who's like this old woman and it feels like Tucker's great feels like something out of a movie i was like wow this is really really well done but to hear him just rambling to himself on his motorcycle while climbing up a ladder while climbing down a ladder or while getting in bed or (laughs) while looking at the sunset it's just like shut the fuck up Sam or it's too much my boy's just lonely man
0: he's he's just got to talk to himself to keep (sighs) himself company if your only company in this world
1: is a guy that goes by Boozman, you mm-hmm. talk to
0: yourself too. I'm oh, sure.
1: Yeah, if you had Mayhem tattooed on his head, I'd, I'd be feeling it. <laughs> oh yeah, God to uh, oh, <laughs> But I gotta, gotta pick up black smoke. Oh, <laughs> I like the world. I think it's interestingly realized. I like the setting of Oregon and the Pacific Northwest. It kind of, you know, feels like home. It's interesting, kind of seeing like these little places that I've seen in pictures or have actually passed through. We could just go there. We could just go there. You want to just go there? Yeah, go to see go some there. Freakers. But its open-world approach is kind of uneven, and that's kind of where like mm. the experience kind of falls off for me, where there's a lot happening, but it seems unbalanced in terms of like its little survival nuances or the stamina that you have to manage.
0: Oh, the stamina or... runs out quicker than Link in Breath of the Wild. Fucking, And then there's these instances where you just get... Uh, relentlessly attacked by everything in the game that
1: fucks me up because i don't feel like they scale you for that at all like where it's like they teach you how to like kind of sneak around bandits or how to take out a few freakers at a time or uh, newts but then like when you do one of your first like neuro camps where you're trying to figure out like what happened you see like one two and you don't even hear it and then there's a whole mob of them out of nowhere it's like couldn't there have been like an audio cue or something and i can't defend myself
0: Nope, no, you're 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 gone. If there's like twenty of them in a fence, like
1: behind you, yeah, they will fucking fly through the fence. (laughs) You are
0: dead. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I noticed when I was playing it, that would happen to me. I would get absolutely decimated by a silent horde or some shit, Mm -hmm. and then return to the area, and they're gone. And then I just have to pick up what I was doing anyway. And I was like, why are you interrupting me when I'm trying to accomplish it? Mm -hmm. It's not even one of those things where it's like you need to figure out how to get through this horde. And then there's a sense of victory. Nope, it's just like fucking weather. going by
1: yeah
0: a <laughs> freak or it's
1: or like even you do try to get away from them like say okay you have your motorcycle plan in a very specific place as like kind of a getaway strategy you can't even like get away because like they mob you and then one dude will fucking just crowd dive out of nowhere and knock you off the bike and you're like <laughs> shit <laughs> well there was my strategy
0: oh, man. Yeah. but like there's some like there's something there though right yes. but that's yes. my thing and i was talking about it like when i made the video it was like there's still like it's the story's not bad Mm -hmm. and it has a heart to it you know there isn't some of the mechanics like aren't terrible it's just interrupted by Mm -hmm. tedium sometimes no there's a good game underneath there but it's mostly an okay game
1: i think it's like what uh (laughs) hmm open world game the game where it's like it takes every like sony exclusive open world aspect or even like ubisoft aspect and just tries to meld it together and it does some cool things with it, but I just feel like it could kind of be a leaner experience, you know. It could. This doesn't need to be a 60 to 80 hour game. It could probably be like a 40 hour game, you know.
0: I would probably imagine so. <clears throat> you know a game that could be 100 hours? Hmm. Spider-Man. Yo, playing Spider-Man I could man not have played enough hours. of Spider-Man. Oh man, what's up? What's up, Danger? But
1: then when <laughs> Oh, it's on Netflix now. I'm gonna you watch guys it. did not know. I'm going to watch it. End of the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But I don't know. I'm going to commit to it. I will probably get the platinum cuz I do like it. I, I like it a lot. It's fun. I, I don't mind doing what it asks of me because I'm still kind of entranced by it all. But I imagine, like, by hour 30, I'm just going to be like, all right, I kind of just want to fast travel and get this done. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't like the kind of low commitments to weapons like i it doesn't combat doesn't feel good in that game well it's it's not even that necessarily like i i guess it kind of feels on the level of like dead island it kind of feels wonky with its melee <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's still fun to get into like a, a melee spat and kind of roll away and kind of hack up a, a freaker with a machete but i just mean the guns hmm. like i feel no sense of ownership with them because you can kind of just drop them and pick up a new mm-hmm. one as you go like i want guns that like i can level in certain ways that kind of feel you want
0: that fallout feel where you name them
1: you Not name even them heavens w- to Betsy. I mean, that would be cool. I think I just want more of the Last of Us approach, where I know, like, I I'm sticking with these guns and I'm leveling them, and I feel more powerful with them. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just I really don't like the combat in that game because
0: mm-hmm. the freakers are kind of like moving walls, and they they feel like they should react more to the things you're doing, but they don't. Mm-hmm. And then eight of them show up and decimate you anyway. Yeah. And I was like, why did I do
1: this? Yeah, I, I think the interactions are are interesting intense, but like they don't feel gratifying a lot yeah. of the times but i do like sneaking my way through a camp and just kind of like stealth killing everything yeah that, 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 that still feels good it's, neat.
0: it's also lifted from the last of us but it's still good
1: yeah yeah i mean we made the comparison because you were watching me play earlier and i was like well at least against like the the clickers and i forget what they were called in the last of us the bloaters and all that other stuff like there felt like a like sense clickers. of like oh. accomplishment and triumph with yeah. taking down them, or getting around them even. That's true. Yeah. That's true.
0: But that, like, again, that, that was a benefit of the game being, like, really restrained in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're having to deal with that kind of experience in an open world where, you know, eight others can show up, or a wolf starts biting you, or you accidentally catch fire from your own Molotov, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, it, it, it disrupts that kind of focused play, mm-hmm. you know? Because it seems like some of the things in that game don't belong in an open world game, or they just have a bake them out in the right way like Like what it's like a collision of fucking like the survival stuff it's like yeah it's fine but it becomes road after a while because the open world is so big Mm -hmm. rather than feeling like really urgent and matters to what you're doing
1: sure sure Mm -hmm. sure sure i think it's just because it's the world you're living in it kind of feels like fallout 4 or if the fallout games where it's like so realized and it's post-apocalyptic that the urgency is just everything around you yeah whereas like it's i don't know not like a game i don't know pick a a narrative no Noby nobi boy uh nobi nobi boy whatever Donut spider-man counting no, no no spider-man even like where you know there's this big looming English. enemy which with mr negative shut the fuck up <laughs> and like the sinister six but i'm collecting backpacks you know yeah i don't know it feels uh, different
0: yeah, I, I guess so i, I guess i feel Yeah.
1: but one. I thought I was gonna be kind of turned off by some of its systems in terms of like maintaining my motorcycle. So you really turned on. I, I'm turned on. I'm turned on <laughs> on the fucking throttle on that bike. Wow. You know, I'll, Rev I'll, I'll your engine. My, my engine, oh, yeah, Beaver. Let's go. Oh, yeah. oh that's a hot oh, muffler. Yeah. I just <laughs> other I thought, car terms. I thought I was gonna like be struggling to find like gasoline, and it's not as bad as I thought it would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. I don't know. I need to go back into it. Maybe, maybe it's not a, you know, like for you, you just beat Horizon Zero mm-hmm. Dawn. Got the Platinum in it. I did. Oh, yeah. Ray Yeah. Platinum number 14. Number 14. Lucky 14. And and it's like, you know, it was great when it came out, but there was no, you know, onus or fire under your ass to beat it then. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the right time, right place. Yeah. And then you play it now. Enjoy the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. I burned through it in like a yeah. week
1: and a half, and I was like, yes, this felt like the time I should have come back to it and beat it, and I I loved it. Yeah. So I loved I, it. I'll
0: go back to Days Gone. Yeah. I'll see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Even when you're watching, I was just like, "Yeah, some of this was pretty good. Some of this was pretty good. Other things weren't good, like you know, eight fucking wolves." <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? What is with... Sorry, that? but the game is no less than eight for everything that
1: attacks you, dude. I want to get into your big one, but do you want to, you want to wait on that?
0: Yeah, let's wait. Bye, okay. guys. Bye, guys.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week. We need some tater tots. No, fuck it. Tell me what you're stoked about. Tell me about what you've been playing.
0: Uh, well, first I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Oh, yeah. Because I did the beta from that. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about that one a little bit. Well, now I'm going to
1: talk about it. Yeah, we, we, we both Capcom got into Captain! It. I got... <laughs> yep. I didn't do all three of the missions. I only did the first two. Oh,
0: weird. Yeah. Oh, you missed out on the... Because the last two are the only ones that take place on the Iceborne mm-hmm. map. Because the first one is just, like, Vytajagoras in the same place that you yeah, the start... Yeah, in the Wildfire Waste. <laughs> in the main game, mm-hmm. yeah. But cool additions. You have that grappling hook where you can just immediately hook onto and lead, like latch onto a monster that's fucking cool that
1: actually was like one of the coolest additions right and that I'm, and i think they changed like hmm. maybe it's just been because we've been away from the game for so long but like the ability to lock on to monsters felt new and then the sprint ability like two mm-hmm. things that i just maybe i forgot were a part of it
0: no i no don't think that those, okay. those were there okay those were definitely there okay. do you mean when like you switch between monsters with the right stick
1: yeah or r1 or whatever it is yeah, that was, yeah, that, okay
0: that was there okay. that was there for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. Revisionist history. Were there monsters in the game originally? <laughs> what what happened? No. So like,
0: So the Iceborne parts, it really... Well, here's my report. It feels like Monster Hunter World. Yep. You have to manage being cold.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing where you just have to drink like a hot drink.
0: But that's no different than having to manage being too hot
1: in the later stages of the main game. You have to drink like a a cold drink. drink. Yeah, Yeah, it's just (laughs) just the opposite.
0: So it's not even like a new feature or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, But no, the the level's beautiful. A lot of of ice caverns and uh, erupting icicles Mm -hmm. and snow. Hot springs. Hot springs. It's called
1: The the first monster they have you chasing is like this... furry t-rex with like antlers and a beard yeah a bearded
0: t-rex that looks like a ram sort of Mm -hmm. it's fucking cool and it was cool taking him down too and then what was the other one this one was like faster i think i forget the third one the third one yeah the third monster you fight what was it it was like a skinny boy i don't know i didn't do that one shit i don't remember at all because like i (laughs) because i did it like a couple of times and then i just started playing monster Hunter world that's what happened with me because you don't get to play you don't get to carry over your character for Mm -mm. the beta it's just a beta they give you like a preset character to make and i was just like oh i kind of want to be earning stuff for my actual character yeah
1: that's where i was with it too where i was like okay iceborne is dope i like what they put into it i don't know if Mm. i'm gonna get the expansion right away but then i was like i want to go back to what i was working on you know right i want to get back to my character with my switch axe and my fucking levels and grinding out gear and and equipment and stuff and yeah i went back to monster hunter world actually played for like three days straight
0: yeah i played it for a couple of days straight too <laughs> yeah. because monster hunter world by and large is still a great fucking game and no wonder we spent like 200 hours in that goddamn day but...
1: although the loop reminded me of like why it's kind of daunting to play it sometimes it's just like oh yeah the, the setup of like sometimes it takes 30 to 40 minutes to take down a monster to only not take down a monster
0: yep yeah, that happened
1: to me <laughs> so that definitely happened to me I jump back into Monster
0: Hunter World, not expecting the Witcher fucking quest. Like at one point, just Geralt shows up yep. out of a port. There's there's nothing to tell you that hey, there's a Witcher quest. Like no no no, you they there's just a it. fucking no. I'm saying like in game, you go to the hub and there's a cat that's like hey, can you go back to the research lab? And I'm like why? There,
1: there, there's something. There's a strange fellow there. Yeah, and then you go
0: there and there's a fucking weird monster ghoul mm-hmm. chilling there. Uh, what do they call him? A Flecker. A frecker or some shit like that. Grimmelkins? Yeah. A a grotto. And he's chilling there. Everyone's staring and going like, this is not a monster of our world. For one, it doesn't look alive, but it's moving like it's alive. (laughs) Our monsters do not work that way in this world. (laughs) But when Geralt finally shows up, the dialogue gets better. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Mm -mm. And they do a really good replication of what it's like to play The Witcher using monster hunter Mm. if that makes sense you're out there monster hunter but there's like oh hey let me search this trail look for these tracks Mm -hmm. ask some people some questions and it even gives you like the same dialogue true shit from the main game you're
1: saying like it had some of the same like audio cues
0: yes same audio cues the same like oh new mission granted it was the same sound that you get in the witcher 3 it was nuts i was like how did you guys do this you could have just gave us a skin but you went above and beyond okay that was my witcher 3 report in monster hunter cool
1: world I like it. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna keep dipping back into it because I didn't actually get into that one. I was cleaning Did up like not? no, I was cleaning up my like research oh. log because I was just like, there was one monster that I had to fully research to get like a certain trophy. Um, and I just got lost in it again. I was like, oh, I, I hit level cap because you hit level caps intermittently, and I got stuck at level forty nine. And I had to take down a tempered Kirin, which were like the lightning oh, horses. Oh yeah, I remember the fucking yeah. Kieran. So I ended up like sending out an SOS flare, and I did that one a few times with like, just some strangers, and I finally did it. And then I was like, cool, now I'm level fifty eight. Yeah, upward and onward. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm still having fun with it, but I still a fun game. Are we gonna get Iceborn eventually? Eventually. eventually i do think i will get it i'm not tempted to get it at launch i think the display was really cool and i like that they gave like a kind of free test beta for us and i don't know it's a neat slice of what that is going to be but i just don't feel super compelled that time of the year to jump into it i don't know okay yeah i might get it yeah yeah just a have it man how do you feel about them kind of like it's 40 bucks kind of shoving it down your throat in between like missions where it's like oh thank you for doing that mission pre-order monster hunter world iceborne through the playstation
0: store yo dude capcom got a hustle (laughs) that's true they got a they got their breadwinner right there they gotta do what they gotta do to get it to you i respect it i respect the hustle dude all right so i i have a i mean unless there's anything else you wanted to mention
1: um no i've been all over the place in terms of my gaming right now i've just been kind of like trophy hunting like i said just cleaning up on stuff in tetris effect got the platinum in horizon zero dawn working on stuff in monster hunter world picked up days gone i got back into celeste for a little bit yeah yeah I Yeah, because i had like three trophies left and i'm like all right let me do that and a man motivated by trophies fuck that game hurts my hunt. thumbs like i forgot how bad that gives me like sore yeah. thumbs yeah yeah oh yeah. fuck um, i've never played it I mean, you kind of determined that it wouldn't necessarily be a game for you. Did I determine that? Yeah. After watching me, you're like, yeah, I'm not, like, too huge into platformers like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was like,
0: eh, I'm fine. Because that's
1: all it is. It's just platform. Yeah, yeah. but An
0: Agility platformer.
1: I I thought I would lose it because, like, you you definitely have to build up a muscle for, like, a skill in that game. It's definitely, like, a high hmm. skill skill. Um, sort of game in terms of, like, high-level play, especially towards, like, the B-sides. And I was on the last B-side, and I'm like, oh, why did I walk away from this? Oh, yeah, that's why I walked away. But I ended up, like, doing it, and then it unlocked, like, the C-sides, which are kind of, like, the craziest versions for each of the uh chapters, where you have, like, three screens. They take not only, like, mechanics you learn throughout that level, but throughout the entire game, and it's just, like, everything you need to know, you need to know to get through them. Shit. Yeah. So, like, the first two are kind of, like... They're tricky, but then the third are like some of the longest screens where you have to do like twenty to thirty different types of maneuvers and you can't like touch the ground or you can't die across all of it. There's no checkpoints. But they go fast. They go really fast by comparison to like how the main levels do or the B sides even. So Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could sit down with that kind of action.
1: I I have one last trophy though. I have to do chapter six, seven, and eight, the C sides, and then I have the platinum. So, there you go yeah.
0: another platinum just fucking squeezing these platinums out
1: this year i have Holy so much time shit yeah, yeah nothing but hard.
0: time nothing but time on your yeah. hands huh
1: but i think that's it in terms yeah. of what i've been getting hard into let me look at my stack <laughs> uh <laughs> oh well yeah let's talk final <laughs> fantasy me, real quick because you're refer gonna
0: refer to the stack you're
1: gonna get into nine i got back into 12 for like a minute because people wanted it yeah i streamed it over at twitch.tv slash dungeons and did you want it i mm-hmm. think i wanted it but like i needed some time with it off stream to get good at it and, but I was just like oh whatever I'll just kind of relearn it as I as I go and I forgot how many systems and like little things that are in place in that game You, I, it was definitely two hours of me struggling with I it. I watched
0: you stream it and it was a lot of running for a second and then diving into your menu to use a potion mm-hmm. and then maybe get off one hit and then have to dive into your menu again to use another potion Yeah. and I was like ugh.
1: It was a lot of management but there's yeah. a way... That the game assist you with it, because uh, I forget what it's called. It's very job based, so you can like set things up ahead of time to where like things will auto happen for you if you're if a certain character is below twenty health, a character will automatically heal them or do certain attacks as a response or give a certain antidote. And I just I forgot how it was all set up, so like shit was happening. And I'm like. Mm. And then like somebody in the chat was like, Hey, do you have any of like the espers yet? And I'm like, No, I don't think I have a summon yet. But then I was like, Oh wait, I do have a summon. And like on stream I was like, Oh fuck, I am using a summon now. <laughs> like I didn't realize that's this is something I could was do. Is it just
0: buried in a fucking menu or?
1: It's it's set as like one of the skills, like a summon ability oh, for, okay. for Ash um what and i summoned this great beast belias who came out of oh. nowhere and just fucking wreaked hell on on the enemies i was fighting yeah so i like 12 because it, the world is kind of interesting it, it's very political but it's very fantasy leaning in terms of like its story which is interesting but i like well, the, the gamers
0: don't like that dude
1: i like the soft mmo feel the most though where it's like uh. it's not turn-based in a traditional like random encounter sense it's like you see every enemy on the field and you can encounter them or run away from them and then yeah it's turn-based in that like there's a you know procession to how you attacked and how they attack back but it's different you know it just feels like more like an mmo
0: my thoughts on that are you're either turn-based or you're not there is not an in-between that kevin can live in mm-hmm so okay. i saw it and i was like you almost look like a game i want to play yeah <laughs> but then you're not by the amount
1: of like waiting and menu diving and shit i was like because hey, you see it and you're like oh that could almost be like final fantasy 15 but it's right. still kind of like hands off like you're yeah. still not like it's not there a, you're still like hitting a, men- a button prompt or a menu prompt to attack or do a thing or it's just happening automatically so. it's,
0: not, it's not there for me it's yeah. not there for me you know what i'm saying just like seven wasn't really there for mm-hmm. me you know what was there for me what motherfucking nine yeah. nine is so good dog okay. what the
1: fuck part did you play it growing up
0: yeah that okay. was actually my very first final fantasy game i ever played i knew and that then i, I went to that. eight which is my favorite final fantasy mm-hmm. and then none of the other ones matter until 15 mm-hmm. so <laughs> <laughs> so i played nine i enjoy nine i like its story i think it's um its localization is way better than part seven because you can kind of like yeah you can definitely understand what they're saying without, you know, it being r- rote and mechanical mm-hmm. and confusing, but uh, it, it it's 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 still good. I like it. I really do. The combat, even I, for some reason, I can tolerate that turn based because mm-hmm. it's fun and the animations are neat and it's not, you know, hard to look at <laughs> like part seven.
1: Uh, no, for it kind of being the transitional Final Fantasy from like the PS one era into the PS two. It's very very gorgeous. Like it's, with its, it's really good. With it's AMVs and everything or yeah. FMVs. I forgot. Oh, uh, yeah, FMV.
0: Yeah. Full motion videos. Yeah, it looks it looks good. The characters are charming. Um, I don't remember Zidane being as much of a fucking hound dog as he was.
1: No, he's he's a super hound yeah, dog he's a in super everything hound he dog, does. Yeah. He's like a Lothario.
0: Yeah, but I don't call him that. I named him Ian. Yeah, you did.
1: Yeah, yeah I did. did. And v-
0: Vivi is Nick. I hate <laughs> you. He looks like a Nick. What did I rename Steiner or Stein, Steinhauser? I think I gave him a... Uh, damn what was it it's not memorable at all oh mcdoyle
1: oh mcdoyle (laughs) mcdoyle rules
0: he looks like a mcdoyle he does look like mcdoyle he's a fucking he's one of my
1: least favorite characters in the game but like he's just kind of there is he really he's like he's a heel like you don't like him but like he turns at a point where it's like okay i kind of like you a little
0: bit he's super argumentative the the entire time and i'm just like yeah i get it everything i do Mm -hmm. you have some fucking
1: critical remark against Mm -hmm. come on man i'm doing my best i'm a boy with a tail and he's just a dutiful knight of pluto just trying to protect it's, the princess yeah. but like come on yeah but um, i haven't gotten too far in that game i crashed yeah. an airship oh that was fun yeah it was good i i like the opening hours of that game because it takes you on like a really crazy adventure where it's like i feel like final fantasy 7 you get stuck at midgar for a bit remake you're gonna get stuck in a, a lot of it but like this game <laughs> it's just the like, only bit but like okay you go to you switch perspectives between like zidane and Vivi. you go to a theater show you like act in a theater show. Oh, there's a lot you going on a in the princess. intro. <laughs> like, there's so much
0: going it's on, so dude. so cool. It, it's, a, it's a very cool intro, but I want to get past it because I, I, all of my memories are kind of like stuck in those opening hours Mm -hmm. and that's something I've noticed for like old PS1 games. I want to like be like no 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 no. let's get through and see what the rest of the game was.
1: How do you feel about the inclusions Mm -hmm. of uh, ATEs in that game or the active time events?
0: What the oh not great Okay, because it's like you're showing me all these events and I'm like how about you just have me be a part of these Mm -hmm. events you know and of course they're optional but we're not that kind of gamer dude No,
1: we gotta do it all.
0: We gotta do it all you give me a fucking thing to press I'm gonna press the fucking thing.
1: So the ATEs are what you will be like controlling a character and then a prompt will happen where it's like ate available and it's usually like one to three things that you can see happening in that world around you or like
0: What's Garnet up to? Yeah. What's Garnet think about these flowers in this shop?
1: What's the shopkeeper doing?
0: Who's picking on Vivi? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And then there is, there was literally one AT event where I walked out of a hotel and then the AT event was for what was happening in the hotel (laughs) that I just walked out of. And is
1: it from like the perspective of a cat? (laughs) Like I forget. I was like,
0: what the fuck dude? I could just walk back in. And when I did walk back in, it was like, they all, they're all quiet. (laughs) They're acting like I'm not here.
1: It's, it's interesting, but it kind of, like, it gets to yeah. be a little much after it gets, a while. It's, it's much. I don't it's know. not my favorite it, thing. That game's got Tetramaster, though. It's got... Uh, oh, whatever. The Magnet's pretty fun, where you get to, like, exchange letters between <laughs> the Moogles. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: That's neat. <laughs> yeah. Where, where they're, the the Kupo is teaching... Uh, Big Brother Kupo is teaching you how to play the game out in a swamp somewhere. Yep. We cut to that shit. Well, you sure smart, Kupo. Hey, bro. How you know all these things, bro? <laughs> oh, I know Kupo, because I'm Big Bro Kupo. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it, too. You know what I love the most this week it's a little game called judgment that we both know as (laughs) judges it came out and it far exceeds my expectations take me on a ride here it's so fucking good dude where do i even begin you're a detective by the name of yagami he is a detective because he used to be a lawyer but it turns out that he got off a serial killer who murdered his girlfriend and set his girlfriend's house on fire like the day he acquitted this dude, so Yagami's like, "Fuck
1: this! I can't be a lawyer." Oh, so it's not even like he lost his right to lawyer. He just like no, retired. He, like on a okay. moral
0: <laughs> standpoint, could not do it. More so fiber. So instead, he decided to team up with the yakuza name, or sorry, an ex-yakuza named Kaito, mm-hmm. who definitely fucks. <laughs> and fuck. they solve crimes. <laughs> For a price, motherfucker, and it's great. All you do is wear a leather jacket and run around Kamarucho. The exact same Kamarucho. It is. That's pretty cool. There are a few games that do this kind of thing. Like, you know, you get a sequel that's like, oh, here's a new level, new environment, Mm -hmm. new this, and it's like, well, Yakuza's the same city Mm -hmm. every single time. And it's so weird to see a game that's not Yakuza. Still set in the Yakuza universe. Yeah, we
1: talk about how across like Yakuza's one through zero through six that like it is a world that's actualized and actually yeah. ages with uh, Kiru. san but this game kind of like a spin-off game that still like is fleshed out in that world is really neat
0: yeah you can run to the same locations man you could go to the same bars you're like oh shit this is still pink street and this is still popo the shop or don quixote is still in the same fucking location can you
1: still play that bug game with the little the professor no i don't think the bug game's in this one actually you can (laughs) you can
0: play a game called kamarucho of the dead though you can go to fucking club sega Uh and play uh it is a It's kind of like a parody of House of the Dead, Hmm. but it takes place, you're just shooting, you know, zombies in Kamarucho. It's pretty neat, actually. And you fight really fucked up monsters in that one. Like shit that's like, oh my god, what? Is this from Berserk, the anime? It's disgusting. It's really weird anyway that's not even the through line the judgment they just they throw the fucking kitchen sink at these games you know why because they don't have to worry about making a new environment it's the same one that's every true. time yeah they're like what else can we do in the same how can we sandbox? have fun in this it's so fun though the combat's really good um you can change fight styles which kiwami 2 you couldn't do which is like the latest one in the series okay. um well of what has come out but it, it looks to be the same kamarucho from yakuza 6 a more modern 2018 is mm-hmm. where it takes place but The big thing about this game is that the detective aspects are so fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody said online, um, I always quote anonymous people online, but somebody said that it is like Phoenix Wright with fighting mechanics. That's dope. Really dope, So, from
1: a gameplay level, like, what... What do you have to do? Like, what's the loop?
0: So you could pick locks. You could use a fucking drone in order to spy on people and gather evidence. Because that's the whole thing. You're gathering evidence. Rather than just, like, you know, killing people with a sword like Kiru would do. Mm -hmm. You you go through and actually try to, like, figure out either a crime or a case that you're working on. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, one example is you go to, like, a... So there's this killer out there who gouges out Yakuza's eyes with fucking an ice pick and leaves their body there. But, like, you have to look at um, photos of the crime scene and you figure out, like, wait a second. For somebody that got their eyes gouged, there's no blood here. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't murdered here. He was moved here. And then you have to figure out from there, like, all right, where was he moved from? And you... What's really cool, you have this dossier on your phone and it tells you, like, all right, here's what's going on in this case. But as you learn new information, like, it'll highlight in blue, like, oh... But this guy said this. He said he was at the sauna at 10 p.m., so that doesn't make sense with Mm -hmm. this testimony. And it's like you have to kind of, like, unspool it and figure out. And sometimes you present evidence to um, suspects in order to elicit, like, the right response, and you have to actually remember, like, oh, fuck, what stands out about this detail again? Oh, 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 right, there was, like, no blood at the scene. And then you tell somebody, and they're like, God damn it, you're right, there was no blood at that.
1: Do you (laughs) have the ability to, like, based off of your own human error to fuck up a case or, like, let somebody get away?
0: Uh, I, I I, haven't had fuck-up moments okay. yet. I've, I've been doing pretty well, actually, man. I've been trying really hard <laughs> to be a good
1: detective, but
0: I'd imagine you can. I don't know. I actually literally don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm two chapters into the game, and it seems like, yeah, you could get into... Uh, an unfavorable response from somebody but so far i'm a great detective daniel yeah. you learned
1: from ryan reynolds and detective pikachu <laughs> that's really
0: that's who i am right now <laughs> but it's fucking it's great it has that offbeat humor that the yakuza games have you're taking on some cases and you know looking into like um infidelities mm. and shit like that or or helping a a bum who who ate raw fish out of a garbage. You have to go find an underground doctor. <laughs> yeah, a doctor that lives in the sewers. What the fuck. Yeah, I don't know, man. These <laughs> games are like this, and it's fucking great.
1: Every time we sit down to talk about like a Yakuza game or now Judgment, I'm just like, what wacky shit is he gonna tell me now?
0: This is why I got <laughs> bored with Days Gone, man. Because it's like it's the same thing every time you mm. turn on Days Gone. Almost, you know, save for some variation. Yeah. Every time I play a Yakuza or Judgment at this point. Mm. Is some new wackadoo shit? <laughs> it's a new adventure, a, a well, new fight, a new crime.
1: It just seems like their version of an emergent immersive world is not like as rote as like a checklist open world game. where It's, it's variety. Like, okay, yeah, exactly. Like oh, I'm not gonna have to clear out 15 of the same bandit camps. Like I might have to go visit a squid doctor, or you know, beat up a a man in a coat. I don't know.
0: And the story actually gets engrossing, yeah. you know, and them dialing down on the fact like yagami's like he really has some trauma about the fact that he got a serial killer off mm. <laughs> as being innocent and then he went and killed he's like everyone always brings that shit up too everyone's like oh yeah you gotta kill her off and people are like oh wow you must be pretty fucked up about it he goes shut up don't (laughs) don't you talk to me about this shit (laughs) I'm gonna fucking go run through Kamarucho now for a while Oh, there's chase sequences too. Yeah. It's like a fucking action movie, man. You're chasing down this dude wearing a guy fox mask because he's like from Anonymous or some shit. He stole your phone. Of course he did. And you're like dodging people left and right and you're climbing a building and then oh my god, you almost fell. You almost fell. But the anonymous guy grabs you and goes, you hands you the phone, goes, You've earned this. And you go, It's mine, it's my phone. (laughs) so silly this game's great i saw dude. one
1: it was a chase scene that chelsea had posted where like running after um somebody in assailant or whatever and like you steal somebody's skateboard and then like you're skateboarding <laughs> away from like a bunch of people chasing after you and you like grab onto the back of a cop car and you're fucking like just skateboarding through the street on the back this of a cop car so
0: extremely good it's oh got such God. big moments but then it's got heartfelt story mm-hmm. like just like yakuza always does dude <laughs> they always ground that shit and go like oh yeah He's a detective with a heart of gold <laughs> and Kaido fucks for sure. Nice. My dude wears the shiniest shirts in existence. Oh Kaido? my God. Oh yeah. Kaido.
1: Is he new to this game? He's new to this okay. game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So far I haven't run into any characters from the Yakuza games. Mm. Um, maybe they're in there. Maybe they're not. Maybe. I, it, it's weird. It's the same world. And we're talking about things like the, the Tojo clan and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so far it hasn't leaned on any of the same characters.
1: Is it set in a future like or is it present or is it like parallel to events in the Yakuza game? So it's 2018 so it takes place after Yakuza 6. Okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's just continuity continuous. Interesting.
0: I recommend the hell out of it okay i enjoy
1: it so would you say that the like hand-to-hand combat or like at least the combat is more refined from what you got from the yakuza games Hmm. because i noticed like a a mix of like quick time events and stuff like that yeah yeah
0: um it it handles a lot like yakuza 6 did i think kuami 2 probably had the best combat Mm -hmm. like i liked it more a little more than this not to say that this isn't good Mm -hmm. it's that they have you doing things like wall jump and stuff and it's a little little futsy to to kind of figure out and like hammer down but okay. overall it still feels good cool you know
1: I, I still like it still kind of arcadey and brawling. still
0: and arcadey brawler for sure and, it, and like you have the quick time where it's like if you the context sensitive uh, mm-hmm. finishers essentially okay. where you break like a fucking bat over someone's head or you know or you rip can,
1: somebody's jaw open
0: or you still have no that doesn't happen you don't, oh, just you don't got rip, war. Sorry. nope nope you don't rip people's jaws open <laughs> Yagami wrong game Yagami is a, he's, he's on the right side of law <laughs> he just he bends it a little okay okay, okay. he's not a Yakuza dance you can't just go killing people i noticed that you don't get guns or anything like hmm. that no nah, man
1: a lawyer wouldn't kill all you have is a camera and what the do you truth do with it do you take Yeah. no you're definitely a voyeur
0: you have a fucking drone and you're spying on people Yeah. for some reason though every time you have like a camera sequence there's a cat and you go oh hey or oh look it's a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> you take a picture and you get bonus points for it. This game is just like that, man. Mm. I love this game. This cool. game's good.
1: So you're two chapters in. Yes. Uh, I was. I don't know why I was surprised to see that it was kind of like narrative marked the same way that Yakuza is in terms of chapters. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat.
0: Yeah. I don't. And I. I imagine it would be the same length as previous games, uh-huh. like sixteen chapters, eighteen chapters, something like that. I don't know. I didn't get a press release.
1: Yeah. But it's a live w- with crime and evidence, huh? so it, it never ends. <laughs>
0: it never, I hope it never ends. Oh yeah, and there's all these like recurrent tasks, like friendship missions and shit that you can do and play this game infinitely. I'm sure I didn't even look at the trophy list. I'm sure it's shit where it's like, yeah, do this a hundred (laughs) times. I'm like,
1: yeah. Yeah, as most like Japanese games trophy lists are, like it doesn't respect your time. No, (laughs) no.
0: But it's a joy being in that world so far. So we'll 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 see how much uh I'm excited to like come
1: back like next week and the week after and see new stories you have to tell me.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna make a little video about it too, just to show the world Hmm. all of its gleeful madness.
1: I want to play it, I don't want to buy it is the thing, so I'm probably gonna just borrow it from you. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. You should buy it. Everyone should buy judgment, support, support
1: rio go gotaku no, studio i'm not gonna support what happened with them censoring uh, a cocaine user oh that's <laughs> true they uh, you run into that guy they
0: swapped him out completely oh man, oh, man. you you don't notice it's a video mm. game you wouldn't notice yeah. Something like they had to digitally impose somebody like i'm sure most of your casual or gamers <laughs> don't know either yeah no
1: so. no but it yeah still it's a great game cool well that's all i got for games dude. sweet yeah i i mean we talked a lot about games yeah i'm hungry i am too i gotta eat you gonna get some zen key yo i'm gonna uh. get some Funky, I dude. get that orange chicken with some fried rice I don't do that
0: oh I always get the lo mein oh. chicken lo mein okay with the uh, the fried egg rolls oh they're so good they're very good
1: I was going to make dinner, but you kind of sold me on the idea of it. Oh, you want to get Zen key, bro? Like, maybe.
0: All right. No one's twisting your arm here, buddy. I'm just saying. It's it's it's
1: finger looking good. Fucking Boozer's like, oh, I'm going to bend your arm. You're going to get that Zen key from me. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I got the sickness. Whoa. Oh, oh it smells like a nest. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, sorry. It's just a little Oh, I got burned down. Oh. <laughs>
0: all right well uh guys by the way follow us on twitter at save room show if you Mm want to drop into our mentions that's how you can do that give us a little
1: will like yeah interact (laughs) with us we have fun on there we've been doing like a lot of retweets lately we've been kind of in the sad boy lol so we haven't been doing too much original stuff but like interact with us lift our spirits nah dude send us your mr sex memes
0: please we need mr sex oh my
1: god (laughs) yeah and like we said before follow us on uh twitch kevin at twitch.tv slash the writer me at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels help me get to affiliate status i'm 12 people away get him
0: the affiliate he needs 12 more people i'm
1: out there doing the work i don't know what it is that people don't like you're
0: on that grind yeah yeah what, what they don't love yeah um maybe you don't have the cat on the stream enough
1: i think it's because i have probably like a well yeah the people love the cat they love the cat. they love watching me eat yep they love and the weird shit i stream but i think it's just because like the lighting in my room is kind of bad and nah, i don't have a backdrop i don't know maybe well, i'll figure it out playstation camera's not great either no it's not now
0: that i've switched to the razer keo holy yo what? the
1: lighting is so dynamic on your camera oh man
0: yeah, you can be in a completely dark room, and it'll pick up any source of light. Yeah. It's fucking great. Thank you, Razor. <laughs>
1: give us that We're not sponsored, but we want to be. You should. But yeah, otherwise, give us a follow over there and on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever yeah, yeah, your podcast right. feeds lies. For, and for uh, sure. I don't know, we thank you guys for listening and sitting through another hour and a half of us being amateurs.
0: <laughs> thank you, Save Roommates. At least it wasn't two hours this time, At so. least it wasn't two hours. because
1: yeah. I'm hungry. Okay.
0: All right. Good night, everybody. Remember to save the games. Save the
1: games for themselves. Save them (laughs) from tariffs.